I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. How can black people rise up and overcome? Um... How can they rise up and overcome? Well, can they overcome? <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> Reparations. That is acceptable. This is a rap lyric? No, this is, I'm sorry. Oh, this is a general this is question. actual question. All right. That's a, there's a complex answer there. That is correct. <laughs> Staying alive. That is correct. That is correct. Well, stop cutting each other's throat. That also is correct. How can black people rise up and overcome? Get out and vote. That is incorrect. Niggas talking shit, push, how do you respond? I'm top five and all of them die on. I am the hope, the dope dealers won. Pricing the quote, the dope dealers want. Feds taking pictures like it's GQ. GQ. This Aviani collarbone is see-through. Angel on my shoulder, what should we do? We do. Devil on the other, what would me do? Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the cast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pop Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Papa Minnow. You can find me on Instagram at pop.culture or on Twitter at Papa O Minnow. And as always, I am joined by my trusty co-host, Gabe Eppard. Gabe, how are you doing today? This is my last day alive. I'm pretty sure I have COVID, so although I did get vaccinated now, I'm vaccinated. You know the vaccine doesn't like guarantee that you don't get it again. No, no, no. It just just limits it. Just limits your opportunity. I'm fine. I'm completely pure and cure um, of any of any issues, and we're on track too. We're opening up everywhere. I just saw the schedule. We're so much further ahead of Ontario. You guys are always ahead of us, though, so that's not saying much. Yeah, but, like, we're eating inside restaurants. We've got parties and things going on. My parents' pool's open. It's Things are good. Wait, you guys have a pool? But they live in a townhouse. Oh, so it's like a shared pool between everyone else in the community? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Well, I was about to say you've been screaming poverty your entire time that I met you, and now you're, oh, no, no. now you're telling me that you have a pool in your backyard. I was about to say, no, if I had it like that, I wouldn't be complaining. <laughs> That's a bunch. Um, but yeah, so life is is okay. But I think I'm I'm actually something's wrong. I'm going to the doctor after this. What are your symptoms? What are you dealing with right now? Because you sound I bet. like a fucking goat. You're like whispering at, on the phone like a creeper and shit well sorry not the phone we're, we're recording this on the podcast but yeah you're you're like whispering like a creeper and shit i'm so lethargic man like yeah and my like above my like just below my ribs hurt like crazy like it feels like someone's stepping on my just below my chest and i'm so tired and like i've been drinking so much water i'm still dehydrated so i don't know uh, this is this is the demise. This is yeah, that, that doesn't sound good at all. But this is how I'm going out. Yeah, I will. I will. I won't keep you late. Uh, sorry, I won't keep you long on the podcast anyway. So it doesn't really matter. But yeah, I guess we should start. This is episode ninety <laughs> of the Pops Culture Podcast. As always, guys, continue to like, rate, review, subscribe on all major streaming platforms: iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Also, if you get the chance to check out my review of Mustafa's debut album, he's an upcoming artist in Toronto. He's actually going to be on Jimmy Fallon tonight, I believe. So a huge accomplishment to him. Uh, you can find that on exclaim.ca. And yeah, we'll pretty much just get right into all the topics. There wasn't much that went on this week, so should be a pretty quick episode. Although I feel like every week that I say that it should be a very quick episode, it ends up being an hour and like 10 minutes. So it's never really a very quick episode. But this one, this week might actually be different just for the fact that it really wasn't much that went on. So a lot of this is probably going to be centered around like sports and I guess whatever else was kind of important during the week. Uh, but there was one thing that I did want to touch on because I do see this going through on... Do you have more energy than usual right now or am I just that low? But... I think I picked okay. myself up. <laughs> I took a nap before this, but now I'm kind of awake. I guess once the podcast starts rolling, my energy just automatically kicks in and I'm ready to do shit. But yeah, before where I was going to go with this was Chromas. For those of you who don't know, she is an upcoming Toronto musician, Toronto rap star on Instagram. She's very famous for how she looks more so than anything. Uh, but one of the reasons why I want to bring this up is because I feel like, I don't know if this is just being haters or stuff like that, but... Can we be honest about her and her career? I don't necessarily think that she's really the greatest artist coming out of She's Toronto. a terrible She's not an artist. I won't <laughs> even give her that, like, she, this, she, she just wants to be famous so bad. It's pathetic. Like, I mean, I've, I've dealt with influencers and everything, and literally it's so cringy looking at her, like, Instagram and how desperate she is. Like, I know it sounds off. I sound like one of these, like, jealous or hating or whatever, but, I mean... I get it, but with her, she just has no talent. She's not interesting by any means. She's the absolute worst. And it's just like, it just the cringiness and the desperation oozes through social media even more so than it does with normal people like that. Like, there's something fascinating that I like. I follow her and I will never unfollow her because of it's just a train wreck and you can tell how desperate she is. So I don't know. And I know. Um, yeah, like, I honestly don't even think, too, that she'll ever really blow up. So, I, I think she's the worst. I think that's part of it. But I also think that 
90% of the people who are following her are just following her for the fact that she looks good. But we can all admit that. That's definitely one of the reasons why people follow Promes on Instagram is because of the fact that she's got a banging body. She's really hot. She's very attractive. And people just want to look at her whenever she posts her pictures. That's why it's so funny when I read the comments because everyone's always like, they're always like, this shit's better on mute whenever I look at yeah. her songs or any of the videos and stuff that she posts, which is kind of true. Like, I don't know. There's something about her voice that just really isn't appealing when it comes to rap. I actually tuned into one of her Instagram lives. I think it was Oh, God. And it, That's rock bottom, buddy. I don't know why I did it. I think I was just bored that day. And I was like, yo, let me just see what's going on in here. And to my surprise, the song that she had, it was over a Michigan-type beat. So it actually sounded kind of decent, like compared to some of the other stuff that I heard from her. I was like, oh, this is a passable song. But then as it kept going, I was like, uh, like I don't know. I don't think, I don't think this is going to have much longevity here. So maybe the song might not be the greatest. But yeah, it's, it's hard to really call her, like you said, an artist and to really champion for her when a lot of the stuff that she does is for just strictly attention. I think part of the reason too is that she's gotten so much attention from dudes in the industry who I think in my personal opinion are probably just trying to smash and clout chase too right yeah and clout chase exactly like the academics has given her attention which definitely has helped her career kind of gain more popularity amongst the American crowd Six Buzz is constantly simping for her online as well too so she's getting attention from guys and I mean she has hung out with Drake as well too so a lot of that's gone to her head and I think that's where her Bigger than life. So it's fucking it comes from, but chair girl. I, yeah, exactly. And I would say all that just comes strictly from how they look. Like none of it's really based off of their talent per se, because it's I don't really see it there. But but like some of those like those um, Instagram people actually like blossom and turn into decent artists or like some sort of skill set and like develop like a decent music or whatever and that just hasn't happened for her at all i don't think she cares enough to try to do that like she's not a musician by any means but like even whatever like what's her face bad bobby or whatever like she could actually like rap kind of compared to to chromez and stuff too so it's been i don't know i think she's been around for three or four years now and her music's consistently trash somehow might even be getting worse um so i like it's just it's kind of it's yeah i won't i don't consider an artist by any means and i'm more likely than a lot of people to give those people a type of chance and with her there's there's absolutely nothing so and i know for a fact those her and like her friends make all the money doesn't none of that money comes from music it comes from guys like they're basically escorts i don't know if that sounds sexist or what <laughs> but it's 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 factual so um yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't really. It's pretty much impossible for me to have respect for. And but like, what I'm saying is, these type of like people or artists or whatever, I I'm more likely to give them a chance than a lot of people too. So you know, it's bad if if I'm the one being like, nah, like whatever. So yeah, that's she's she's garbage. She seems yeah, like we, a garbage. Honestly, she's. I don't think like any like her personality is so bad and. I, I, you can't really say this out, I guess, sounding like sexist, but like she just seems like an outright terrible, terrible person, too. So I, I don't feel bad trashing her. 
Yeah, based off of the perception that she's put online, I guess you could make that assumption because well, obviously we don't know the real her, so we don't know if a lot of this is just an act, but definitely based off of what she's put out, it's, um, it's not really the greatest look. But, there are two but at some point, if you're putting an act out there, you are that person. You know what I mean? Like, you can only, with social media, if you're cons- consistently being this person and doing these embarrassing things, like, it doesn't matter who you are when the cameras are off because you're doing enough that you are this terrible person. I think that makes sense. I, th- I see what you're saying. I think you're saying you kind of develop into that person because you do it so much and how it actually just is you at that point. Um, I don't know. I can't say 100% because I feel like a lot of people can put on a stick for a long time and realize that it's not necessarily them. But I do understand your point of, yeah, if you do do something long enough, eventually you are kind of becoming that person or that just is you as a person. So, I mean, I could see it both ways. But there are two things that I just want to note as well, too. One, she does have an OnlyFans. So I do think that that's where also a lot of her money to be able to supplement her, her lifestyle is coming from. And then two, I wonder if she has a ghostwriter or if she is solely making the music on her own. Because if she doesn't have a ghostwriter, I think that would be something that could help her career blow up to superstar status or whatever status that she wants to be and be even more known amongst the world and the world's music. Because like you said, for Bad Baby, she's not, she's not really an artist. Like She didn't start off by doing that shit. She definitely got a ghostwriter to start writing for her and then they put her in the studio and then eventually she ended up making the music that she's making currently. And even then, she's not even, she's still not really known off of her music, but she has made money off of that and then has now turned it into a career on OnlyFans as well too. So I guess for Comas, I, I would say if you don't have a ghostwriter, there's nothing wrong with getting one. No one really cares for that shit anymore these days. So if you don't have one, you should get one. And I think that would definitely help your career propel into whatever status you want it to be in. Kate, is OnlyFans, I've never once logged in. Are there some girl, like, is there some people that do it with no nudity or is everyone at least showing titty? So there are... I call them scammers like, because I think some people just shame. go on and like eat a banana or something, but with like clothes. There are women who are on there who are not posting naked or nude photos, but they do sell their their pages under that guise of you possibly being able to see them naked. Right. <laughs> and like, can people go in there like for a private show? Like, can you be like, I'll pay you 300 bucks and it's just me? So you can't do a live stream, but you could get, you can get personal videos. You can pay $300 and do a personal video through OnlyFans. The platform itself wasn't ever made for strictly sex. It just devolved that because that was the most popular thing going for it. But yeah, there are women who, I would say, I I haven't subscribed, but I have like the free version of... What's her name? Uh, the chick who's friends, who's dating Carl Anthony Towns. I always forget. Jordan, Jordan Woods. There we go. I don't know why I forget her name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say she's one of the people who, you know, she takes her Instagram and she probably just puts, I don't think she does nudity. I think she just puts, like, really kind of, like, teasing photos up or, like, teasing. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen any because, like, she has it on her private. But what she does post on her subscribers list is just very, like, tame. There's nothing... There's nothing shocking about it. Like you don't see her titty or you don't see her vagina or anything like that. So subscribe to someone like you subscribe to someone like that. Or you like, sound like an Indian guy. Titty and vagina send pictures <laughs> to me. <laughs> Very beautiful. 
Titty and vagina. <laughs> yeah. More boob. <laughs> That's racist. Move this now. is a very problematic ass episode. Now, $10. Man, it's impossible to speak. <laughs> no, okay. Don't worry. Continue. I mean, well, there wasn't much that went on this week, so we gotta we gotta mm-hmm. go off off the toxicity. <laughs> but, yeah, I would say her and probably other celebrities are, are in that boat. They probably just put very like scandalous photos, but nothing too revealing. And you uh, guys would probably subscribe thinking that they'll get the new photos, but then they don't. So mm. I would I don't yeah. know Chrome as is doing that though. I, I mean, she might be giving it up. Apparently, she does foot stuff, so maybe she isn't. But I don't know. I wouldn't know what she's up to. Fuck, man. Like, this needs to be more of an, um, Women need to become more desperate. Dude, if I... When I was, I was thinking about this two weeks ago, because it came up in a conversation about OnlyFans, and someone was asking, like, if you switched as the opposite gender, what would you do? And one of the responses that someone said was, like, I would sell feet pics. And I was like, I would 100% do that. And like, I don't, like, that's probably... One of the easiest bags you can come up of, yeah. and you're not you're not sacrificing your integrity whatsoever. I would show me and the, in a second. and the panty selling and the panty selling. Like I wore these all day at the gym, and some guy paid four hundred bucks for them. Like, yeah, that, that you could get away with too. You could you could get away with even faking it. That's what, oh for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't really lose integrity there. It's not like you go people like have pictures of you on the internet. Yeah, but there is a part of the internet though that would call you out on that because there was a streamer uh on twitch who was selling bath water and okay. <laughs> she sold she sold it to this guy saying that it was her dirty bath water and he went and tested the vial that she gave him and found that there wasn't any like skin cells or some shit like that in it and then that's insanity yeah and, and then called her out <laughs> so he got sold on fake goods. Can we go back 30 seconds where I didn't know that story? I can't. I don't even want to have to process it. I, I can't remember the bath water thing, but I didn't know this nigga went to test it to see if her cells were... You know, holy fuck. Do you ever catch yourself, too? Like, like, how do you like process if you're this guy? Like, I just paid 30 grand for someone's bath water, and then you're going to the DNA lab and stuff. Like, you don't catch a glint through yourself in the mirror, like, on your way there, being like, what yeah, am I doing? What am I doing? Like, what yeah, that? like, you don't ever stop the pause and think, what the fuck are you doing? Like, man, like, I catch a glint of myself after I, like, jerk off and I sit there, like, disgusted. You want me to go national with bath water? That's nuts. Like, you know that's at least a 10, 15-minute drive or a 10, 15-minute bus ride. And all throughout that ride, you're literally just sitting there going to whatever lab to get this bath water <laughs> tested. How about you're the scientist? Like, you're getting your PhD. <laughs> you're, you're spending your life doing shit, like, checking people's bath water, the fucking pH level of some inter- in- Instagram models, like, bath level of, like, skin cells in there. That's uh, it's a real... <laughs> That's I, I 2021 took, for you. I took this career to save you <laughs> from cancer. Here I am <laughs> testing bath water from a streamer. And that's some rock bottom right there. Yeah, it's, uh, well, I mean, so where we live in these days, so nothing really surprises me. And you know, we called around too, being like, he probably had to explain himself. And the scientist is just sitting there, like, "Fuck, I should be sol- solving Corona right now, but this is what I'm doing." Yeah. Nuts. Oh, that started with OnlyFans. Um, are we still on Chrome? No, I think we're done with that topic. But 
Uh, since I didn't get you on the podcast last, sorry, last week, did you listen to Cole's album yet? Have you heard it? Uh, you're, I listened to. You're a huge proponent against not wanting to listen to it. So there, there's some things I liked about it. A uh, little, we got a little baby feature, so that was that was great. Um, he he went. You could tell he was trying to go hard on some different beats and stuff, but it was better. I don't even. I don't want to say that. It's same thing, man. Two or three was, songs that I fucked with. It was better than what though? Better than you expected. Uh, I, yeah, but my like, I just. I don't know. It's hard because I can tell he wanted to go in and he switched up and used some like beats that aren't J Cole style. So I commend him for that. But at the end of the day. I haven't gone back and listened to any of the songs, and I never will. So, I yeah, still you just, don't, you just don't like J Cole at that point. No, but I, I mean, I I got kind of like semi hype at first when it like started. And what he opened up with, there was one ninety five South with uh, Cameron from Dipset. Yeah, yeah, that got me fired. That's what the Dipset like thing got me fired up because I was like, okay, he's going in, and there's still some like Bobber like. You know, I listened through most of it and that, and like I liked it, but I'm never going back to listen to it again. I sure. just don't, I don't, I won't fuck with Cole. Like, then yeah, I, yeah, I was just gonna say, like, if this is the album that didn't make you want to continually listen, then you just, you just don't really like Cole at that point. Cause I thought he put his foot in this fucking album and absolutely destroyed it from top to bottom. This is, I don't know if it's my favorite Cole album, but it's definitely my second favorite Cole album at the moment. So I, like it's 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 such a weird process listening to like all of it because if you take especially with this album if you take like the beats and his lyrics and some of the features and going back and sampling like all doing the old dip set and bringing out Cameron and a couple other things he did like all together I should like it but once you put all the ingredients together it still just does not hit for me and I haven't even thought about it since the second day I listened to it and I've never gone back and it's it, it's weird because. For each thing, I'm like, okay, I like the direction this is going in, but there's just something about Cole that I inherently can't stand. Like Probably it's in my my DNA and genetics and stuff. Like I don't know, so I just I don't fuck with. I, yeah, no, nah, didn't do it for me. Haven't haven't even thought about it again. Yo, so out of those top three, then from that generation, what's your order then? I I know Cole's third for you, obviously. For what? For the Which top one? three of that generation. Like uh, Kendrick, Cole, what Drake and I said top three Sorry. for those three. Yeah, uh, I mean, I put, I put honestly, I, I, I love all of Rocky's albums. I even like Testing, and he's one of my favorite. I know he doesn't really make music anymore, but that period where he did the New York um, will always be like super fun and nostalgic for me. So I'd like I prefer even Rocky over Kendrick at times. Obviously, I know Kendrick's the better artist than that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, Cole's obviously a far last. I'm excited for Kendrick and all of his music. Um, yeah, it would probably be... Uh, I, again, like, J. Cole's kind of what I wish, like, Kendrick, like, closer to him. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Drake, then probably ASAP, then Kendrick, then J. Cole. Jesus Christ, that is the worst list I've ever heard in my life. What, man? It's just, because I don't deny, but here's the thing, that's everyone's list, because that's the wave the no, popularity almost goes. <laughs> yes, it is. No, I'm not everyone's, but, like, I'm just being honest with myself. I'm not saying, like, a I'm not saying ASAP's a better artist than Kendrick or anything, but okay, at times, Kendrick's lost me. who would you put, then? Yeah, like, obviously, Kendrick's the best, and, like, 
swimming pools and all that old shit was probably my favorite too. Section 80 and all that, like for sure. But it's been Objectively, so long. Objectively, but Kendrick Drake. Yeah, Ken- obviously Kendrick, like tech. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I think ASAP makes, makes better music than J. Cole. At least it's fucking exciting. On a, on a subjective level, I mean, I could see that for sure, but I would never put that. Even subjectively for me, I wouldn't put it that way. For me, I just have like, Drake and then Cole. And I only have Drake on top because he's been more consistent than the other two have been. His run is yeah. undeniable. So it's kind of hard not to put him at number one, but on a technical level, I'd put Kendrick number one. Just yeah, I definitely put Kendrick two and are like perfect and and his rapping probably ability. Sorry, probably for my like favorite songs too. If I could take three with me, it would be Kendrick as well. But like, as in an artist that consistently produces actual music and is relevant and has like boppers that you can listen to for a couple months, it's it's Drake. But yeah, like if you're like okay, you can only take one album or something. It, or like a few songs with me, it would definitely be Kendrick. Um, but he just doesn't produce enough, and sometimes it misses more than not, too. So for me, that's why. That's my list. Fair enough. All right, so Kwame Brown also blew up last week as well, too. We kind of discussed him a little bit. Since I didn't get your take on that, just curious on, like, what you think about the whole situation. For anyone who doesn't know or who didn't tune in last week, Kwame Brown is a former NBA player. He got drafted number one coming out of high school. The only player in the NBA to be drafted number one coming straight out of high school. He was drafted by the Wizards and got to play with Michael Jordan, but also got to play with Kobe Bryant, two killer mentality guys who have uh, a very high compete level. And unfortunately, Kwame Brown turned out to be a bust based off of expectations. Don't come at me, Kwame Brown. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, based off of expectations, he only averaged 6.6 points and 5.5 rebounds for his 13-year career. But he did happen to make $65 million. Uh, As a result, he was on a podcast two weeks ago. And, you know, people were discussing – sorry, he wasn't on it. But people were discussing him and his career. He took offense to that because he's been quiet for the past about 20 years and hasn't really done anything and decided to speak out on the people who've been shaming him and making fun of him in his career. And now he's blown up in popularity and has become a force in the media, I guess, or at least for the moment, he's one of the hottest media personalities out there. Uh, It was funny because I was discussing this with Matt last week, and he was saying that no one would really want to hear him talk about anything when it comes to basketball, but it does seem like... Yeah, no one wants X and O's from Kwame Brown. You can't be mad at them either. But the world is definitely interested in his other opinions because he has a YouTube page uh, that has gained 200,000 followers in only two weeks. And he was posting live, I believe, two days ago. And that stream that he was on on YouTube garnered, I think it was like 25 or 20,000 people tuning in to listen to him, which is a huge amount. Like, that's like superstar numbers in terms of doing streams. So people were this, was, this wasn't the first one, right? This was after he'd already kind of. Yeah, yeah, this Blue wasn't the first one. This is one, yeah, this is yeah. this is after you get done the whole blow up and shit like that. It was the whole thing was bizarre because honestly, way more people were like supportive of Kwame going off than I thought. Like, I never saw anything other than unhinged the whole time. Like, sure, he made some kind of funny comments, but there's some demons inside this guy. Everyone was like laughing, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I never, like, I was actually super surprised how responsive and um 
like on his on the on his side originally people were and to me it just seemed like a guy having a full-on meltdown and being it was like kind of sad and like there was some funny shit in there but there's also some questionable things too like he's all he's kind of on his like why don't black why do black people sag their pants type thing you just like randomly throw in there too um so i don't know for me i didn't think it was as funny as lots of people made it out to be it was seemed kind of unhinged and like a guy who had just had enough of being shit on for the last 20 years um so i, I didn't find after a couple watching a couple of videos and stuff i mean i, I always turned in tuned in the clips but it was kind of more i don't know i wasn't as entertained whereas i'm more kind of like concerned i think it was that more makes so- sense I think it was more so funny just because of the fact that the internet loves drama. So any kind of negative buzz that happens, you're going to kind of tune in and see what, what's going down. Like you said about the car crash thing, when a car crash goes down, you can't turn your head away. So once that kind of went off with the whole media where he was going after everybody's heads at that point, people just had to tune in. And I think it was kind of funny. I mean, he had clips where he was saying that he's not really that mad. Like he was posting Clips where he's like, look, I can be a calm person. I can say things calmly. Even the people who are mad all the time, too, say I'm not mad either. He was going off just based off of what they had originally said about him. So it was Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson that kind of put the battery in his back and made him go off the way that he did. But and I think he was right to do so, though. He was right to tell them not to discuss him in that manner. And regardless of how they kind of felt that they might have done something – he was free to retaliate in that manner, and it wasn't anything too crazy on my part. I, I thought it was pretty funny from what he was saying. A lot of stuff he was saying was rooted in facts, and when you're rooting stuff in facts and you have humor with it, it's kind of hard to deny or to kind of, you know, hate on him doing that. I think it was a, like, a chess move, but it was a really good move on his part in how he decided to handle it because a lot of the things he said, you can't really debate. There were things that he was saying that were just – pure facts and he added some jokes on top of it um and made it pretty entertaining and now he's turned that into a youtube career i guess and we'll see like where it's going to go from here but based off the numbers like it seems like he's not going to be talking strictly basketball because in that live stream a lot of things he was talking about was more so you know black people and trying to elevate the elevate the not only the culture but to elevate black people on a whole and like you know built for herself and that type of stuff so it seems like that's right he he lost me with that stuff man like when he when he started going on that too that's where he kind of lost me i i I know people were supportive of it and were like okay but for me eh, why why does he lose you for that though because in my opinion him turning (sighs) him turning a negative moment into something that's trying to be positive for the future is a pretty good move. Like, I, I don't see how he's being – like, the last time he go, he keeps going on, he keeps shitting on things, though, too. Like, the first one or two videos are fine, but he keeps going out there and, like, doing this rants, and he's kind of just giving the people what he want, what he seemed to be complaining about. And, like, I, I, I think the – I don't know, the idea that sports or that have, like, black people turning on each other, I don't, I don't really buy. That's just the nature of all media – and all that like I, I don't think that's a societal issue or really a problem like you're a bus you're a bus people are gonna shit on you like you got your 60 million that's the way the cookie crumbles like you got the good and the bad i don't see it some like inherent like yeah obviously it's toxic but i just don't like the idea that it's like 
I don't know. They're just trying to do what every other media source and stuff does too. And everyone's been shitting on Kwame the whole time. And to be like, oh, now like Matt Barnes and Gil and stuff. I don't. I, I listened to it. I didn't even think what they said was that bad. So I don't know. I just, like I said, I'm not as entertained by it the way other people were. I thought some of the shit was cringy. I get why people were into it and like it, but I, I don't know. It just didn't. I was really surprised to see it keep going and people be like so into it like a couple sound bites i was like oh okay that's good that's funny or whatever but i'm not trying to listen to like kwame brown's future podcast that's just my opinion like i, I get where other people are coming from and stuff but for me it just i don't know for something it just i can't really even explain why but it just i i, I didn't like it i agree to the extent where you know media does use a lot of negativity so it's not solely just something that's on Kwame, but a lot of people haven't really spoken about him for some time. So for his name to kind of resurface just in this manner, I can kind of see why he would probably take the opportunity to say something. Um, but I do think he does have a point when it does come to black media, because a lot of times when it is with us, like we have the power to not feed into that negativity and to kind of divert it onto other things. Cause when you see mainstream media, you don't really see them. Like, yes, there are moments where they do shit on certain players, but usually when it comes to, like, those white athletes, it's not something that becomes a recurring theme. Like, let's look at the Tebow situation. When was the last time anyone mentioned anything about Tebow or Johnny Manziel? Like, both those guys have been under the radar for a while now. The only thing that resurfaced about Tebow is the fact that he could be – or I think he was signed by the Jacksonville – Yeah, he's on the Jags still. I mean, they're talking about it now yeah, and but, stuff, too. I, I, I guess it's, it's very not, minimal. But, no one's really, like, shitting on him or saying anything bad about his career. So, it's just, it's just more so how – it seems for certain black athletes or certain black people, like the negativity is a thing that's being fed on in the media. And then when you kind of reverse it on the other end, like, yes, at a certain time, those guys got it. Like Johnny Mantel definitely got it at a certain time. And same thing with, um, with Tebow as well too. But since then yeah. it's been relatively quiet. Like they were kind of left alone and no one really says anything out of the wild about them. I'm not saying it's impossible, but. But, but that's the culture. But the, the thing is like, it's, it is the culture too as well. Like that's what I love about like, especially with that shit, like just a bunch of dudes sitting around and snapping on people and like cracking jokes and that too. Like that's the same way, the way they talk is the same way you talk behind closed doors. Like the way that Matt Barnes and Gil always go off on their podcast too. Like it's just yeah. the nature of the culture as well. Like I get if that's how it's always presented, it seems toxic and that, but it's also entertaining and fucked. And like, you, you like to see like your boys and like the candidness of that and like honestly I, I get where it becomes negative but like for me that's always like the bonus and like one of the things I appreciate about black, black culture and that too like obviously it does get carried away and it can be like negative at times too but people it's entertaining something different as well so I, I think there's a there's a fine line and it does get crossed sometimes too but it's also part of what like separates black media versus like the traditional TMZ and stuff you know what I mean like the jokes and the humor yeah, I think part of it, too, was that he was kind of saying, you know, those media outlets that they're on are kind of like they're not necessarily completely run by black people. So there is still some influence from, you know, the higher executives who oh, tend for to be sure. white, who are kind of pushing a certain narrative against them. But yeah, oh, for sure. But like I'm saying that was it, it. People are benefiting off of it that probably shouldn't be. But I mean, I'm just that, it's pretty natural. Um, what it looked like it, yeah if anyone else wasn't and stuff and the thing is Arenas and Matt Barnes those guys always get those sound bites that people love too for that shit but now like 
someone steps up and Kwame does it. I guess maybe people had have enough, but I, I, I just saw it as them doing their job. And that's like what people tune into their podcast and show for. So I don't know. I don't see them any more negative than Skip Bayless and what he goes on <laughs> um, every week and shit. Like he was out there throwing out all these accusations and wild stuff and Stephen A. Smith or whatever too. So I, I, I mean, I get to the degree of just, honestly, I was surprised how, just how big it got um and how much attention it got for like weeks um so i guess I don't know, for me it was like okay i laughed a little bit and i was on the next thing but it was definitely trending and a big topic on basketball forums and twitter and stuff too so i guess Kwame did it but i just can't see it being sustainable and people are going to get sick of him i think he's eventually going to say the wrong things and that like it, it doesn't seem like one of those things that like the, i think it was the subject matter than rather than him being great in media and that too so but we'll see we shall see i disagree i think he is gonna have a pretty fruitful career because now he's got an audience and he doesn't even have to talk basketball he can literally talk about whatever the hell he wants why the fuck do i want Kwame? like who's gonna go listen to Kwame do, brown there he had twenty thousand people yeah, in, because, his, but, in his youtube that's what I'm saying, two weeks but, ago, two days ago but that's what i'm saying like it, and he it, wasn't it, even talking it, anything basketball but he's talking but people wanted like they hadn't Okay, I wasn't just because I haven't heard from Kwame. He's firing back on people, but like I'm saying, he's gonna run out of context. And it's, I bet you, I bet you, my fucking left hand that it flames out after it got like no, it's gonna lose tons of interest and it'll die out and not exist. Like because we uh, haven't seen think, this man. What do you think he's gonna die out then? I think I, I, um, in three out, months it should be it should be pretty quickly. I, I, in two months, the views and his YouTube stuff will just die, and the content will stop coming out. All right, mark that on this. Podcast. I'm gonna remember that you said in two months. Okay, so there's gonna be a big jump down, and like if he's probably just getting like 18, 20,000 views type thing. So um, I'll just give you to like August second ish. Well, you have, you have to admit, like it's it's because you you're tuning in now, like even for yourself, you're tuning in now because I haven't heard this man speak in forever. He's shitting on all these people. He's saying stuff you don't really know because when that was all happening, Kwame was pretty quiet on it. it seems like a guy who's been holding things in, so it's like super interesting, intriguing, but it seems like it'll get repetitive and that. And for me, honestly, I hate, like, I usually hate this, this, like, how people are always, like, professional athletes are just, like, naturally gifted, blah, blah, blah. But, like, Kwame, too, like, I, I just don't really care what he says after a couple of weeks. Um, I just can't see it being, like, intrigued and people listening to him. So we'll see where that goes. But I think yeah, I'm right. I personally don't care. I tuned in because he wasn't talking basketball. So I wanted to see, because I was one who was saying that, based off of what he did with these clips, I think he would be able to get a career and to turn it into something and be able to be a new media force within the media, within the media realm. So the fact that he got those 20K, I was like, oh, look, he's already decided that he's going to be doing this now and he's going to change from not even discussing basketball to just be talking about whatever issues he feels like he needs to address. So I was like, well, this looks like a good pivot for him. So I just want to see what he was going to be talking about and what he'd say. And personally, yeah, I'm not going to tune into all his live streams. Uh, same way with Kevin Samuels when I discovered him. Like, I only needed to watch a certain amount of videos to kind of understand where he was coming about. I don't listen to every single one of his live streams, but I'm not everyone. And everyone else who is tuning in, I think he has enough of a following and enough cachet now that a lot of people are going to be tuning into him longer than those three months. I think he'd probably have, I don't know if it's going to go for like five years or something like that, but I think he could last a year at least with what he's doing. Um, no, three granted, months. Now. I mean, once we get outside, it might change a little bit as well, too. Um, <laughs> but I, I think I think you can keep it up for a bit. So I mean, we'll see what happens. Let's move on to some basketball, though, like real basketball. Uh, the NBA playoffs have started, and it's been 
actually one of the best starts to the NBA playoffs that I've seen in a long ass time. Usually the teams that you expect to win are usually blowing teams out. Um, and none of the games are really that entertaining because of it. But the first few games that we've gotten besides that one, I think it was last night or the night before where Brooklyn absolutely destroyed. I think it was last night. Absolutely destroyed, destroyed the Celtics because Joe Harris was shooting like Clay Thompson in game six. Outside of that, uh, I think it's been pretty competitive. It's been fairly interesting. What have you thought about it? Because the Clippers went down 0-2, which is nuts to me. That the fact that they couldn't win one game to tie up the series. And Paul George came out recently and said that the team's not that worried about being down 0-2, which I think is kind of stupid just because Paul George kind of always puts himself yeah, in how does, situation. He if there's anyone else, he's like, okay. Bite. Yeah, he always has a stupid soundbite. And it just, like, it puts his team in such a compromising position because when he's wrong, then he just unleashes the entire internet for them to get those clips and come roast him later on. Especially when you're not playing well, too. Um, exactly. You kind like, of you you open yourself like up. Like, he, he basically said the team's not has no – not urgency, but they're not worried about being down 0-2. I think the better response in this position would be, hey, we're down 0-2. This is – like, game three is definitely going to be a must win. There is some urgency. We do understand the situation. We need to play better, and we're definitely aware that we haven't played that well, and we will be playing better going forward. Uh, we're definitely concerned about being able to possibly like go down 0-3. So we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. Like you can say that you're worried, but say that you're gonna address that worry and handle it how you're expected to handle it. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I agree. I just I, I don't know how Paul George hasn't hasn't learned now. Like if I was him, I'd just take a backseat in media and sound bites and everything. Like it seems like he literally always every single year. I don't. It's been like seven, eight years habitually in the playoffs he says something that um just sound doesn't sound right and doesn't go over well like even when he has the right intentions at this point people are just looking to um pick pick something from what he said like i think if um leonard said that then people wouldn't care as much but i think paul george just has no self-awareness at this point it's, it's pretty wild <laughs> that people want i mean everyone and everyone wants to see them fail and that too so it's just it's it's pretty astonishing that he still opens up his mouth at this point um to not say like the traditionally correct thing um so yeah it's, I, I i don't know it's it's just crazy to me and i don't think i saw i, I didn't see a, i didn't see the second game i know the first game he didn't play very well um so I, he's just probably not in a position to be talking, especially after last year. Um, but yeah, the playoffs have, have been, it's really competitive. We've got, definitely got some, like every series is a toss, except for what I would say Brooklyn and Boston's probably over. Um, I wouldn't say the Clippers one is over by any means. So do you, uh, you don't think they're going to get swept? No, I don't think they'll get swept. I think they win um, next game. Um, but I'm trying to trying to think. Yeah, the only one I don't really have that much like um, Utah, and Memphis will probably even go at least six. So I don't know. It's, it's very competitive, but it kind of sucks because the teams Toronto and Golden State aren't in. But it's yeah, and NBA is in a good position right now. Yeah. Did you like the playoff format? Do you like the the shoe ins, the seven versus ten, and that? I think this year was like. Peculiar in that 
I mean, well, the first year that they did it was during the bubble season. So it's kind of hard to judge off of that because the whole bubble thing was a mess and that entire season was a mess. I think for this year, we also got lucky because of the fact that we got two teams that were, you know, normally you wouldn't expect them to be in that position. Like the Golden State Warriors were only in that position because they don't have Clay Thompson and like the rest of their guys filled out or whatever on that team. So you got a Steph at eight, which was super exciting. And then you got LeBron James because of his injuries and whatever. And same with Anthony Davis, they dropped to a seven. So you got that game. I think in general, those games aren't going to be as entertaining because it's usually going to be the lesser teams who are really yeah. bottom. Tier. I mean, but you, you had Washington go on that run too and make it exciting. Dud, though. It wasn't really that good of a game. Like, yeah, there was a moment where they kept it close, but after Yeah, that, but I mean, you really can't predict – but I just meant, like, you can't predict the game. There's nothing you can do about it. Like, playoff games are going to be blowouts, too. But, I mean, it made the season more interesting near the end, though, to see who was playing who. And, like, for the first time, I gave a shit about ninth and 10th and 7th place in that. Like, you can't really control how the games turn out. But yeah. for the most part, I think, I think the NBA could keep it. I'll agree with that. I do agree that it does make me more interested to see who makes it into that 7th and 8th spot. Um, because, yeah, like you said, usually once the season gets to that point, you don't really give a fuck at that point. Because you, you know what that team's normally going to lose to the number one seed so you don't really truly care like who actually gets in so it does it does bring some validity to watching it i would just say i'd have to see like another season and see how that shapes out because the first two yeah. seasons were kind of like you know we're in a random situation where i don't think we'll find teams like a lebron james or a steph curry in that position again going forward i could be wrong but i don't think that that's going to be yeah a i mean I'd have to see with how it like plays out but it was four years ago, I think, when Golden State was doing their run and you knew who was first and first and east and the west and that it was just pointless. But I w- it probably wouldn't have gone over as well or been as exciting. But I think the NBA, with injuries and the way it is, is a bit different right now, so it fits. But, um, yeah, it might not be. Like, you know what I mean? When Golden State was running shit, like, you're just like, why are we even caring about 10th place or 9th place and that? But right yeah, now, it's uh, yeah, pretty that well because like, you know they're gonna win. So Memphis is up, like LA's, it's close. Like imagine, and Golden State had gotten Utah. Like tons of people will be betting on Golden State in that too, right? Like so, right now it's good, but we'll see if it actually sticks and works. Shit, I could still see Memphis taking that series as well too. Oh like, yeah, for sure, Utah for sure. That dangerous, especially in a playoff series. But I mean, they they are getting Donovan Mitchell back, so I mean that'll we'll see how that goes. Well, there does seem to be some tension between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Um, And some of the players on Utah were really questioning why he sat out that game, too, because he was saying he wanted to play. But according to him, I think it was on the medical staff that was keeping him out from returning into that game. But they didn't really buy it. So there is seems like there is some kind of internal struggle. And, you know, a lot of times if a team isn't gelling chemistry wise, that's recipe for disaster and for them kind of losing in that fashion so i could see a memphis upsetting them in that first round which would be super exciting i love when an eighth seed is able to take out a first seed uh in any kind of sport it's definitely it's definitely exciting for that round uh, going forward like that team has to stay hot but uh i mean memphis seems like they're on that trend for being that hot the last thing i guess i wanted to talk about because we are still on sports um and i guess this is where people are going to come out and call me a hater. Or my LeBron James hate is showing LeBron James and his flopping in these past few games has been absolutely ridiculous. And this is this, I like, this is one of the reasons why I don't like LeBron James as a basketball player 
is because of the fact that his career has been kind of, you know, he's done certain things that I just personally don't like as a sports fan. And I think that's everyone's right to, to not like great teams <laughs> or great players. Like there's, there's people who don't like the Yankees and the Yankees were running the board for a long ass time. There's people who don't like Boston, the Boston, uh, not Bruins, but the Boston, uh, what is it? Red Sox? Yeah. Well, they weren't running it, but they've won a couple of championships and in general has, has won quite a bit as well too. So there's nothing wrong with not liking greatness. You like the, the whole point is you cheer for a team and there's other reasons why you might not like a top face team. You don't, people don't like new England. Yeah. Like that's fine. So that's why I don't get the whole idea when people are like, Oh, like, Look at these LeBron James haters. Like, how, how could you be hating LeBron James for years? It's simple. It's not that hard. There's reasons why you might not like someone. For me, I'll lay Yeah, back. but it's, it, it's their rational hate that's nuts. Like, I get not liking the Yankees and, like, the Lakers, too. Like, it's so much easier to run fucking, like, look at the Lakers. They, fu- they, they, like, fucked up so much shit, like, development, draft picks, and still end up winning a championship because L.A., as soon as LeBron decides to go there. Same with the Yankees. Their payroll's, like, double the size of Tampa Bay's or, like, Toronto or whatever. So again, yeah. it's when it's when people that are like irrational, like okay, I get even not liking flopping, but then you can't be like it's people being like LeBron's not even top ten. Like you can't yeah. you can hate LeBron. It was where it's where I think everyone has obviously like cheering against someone. That's the point of sports. There's nothing wrong with it. I think someone floppy like I fucking hate James Harden, um, <laughs> but he's like consistently a top five player, top three like all the time. But it just it, aesthetically, it's the fucking worst watching this guy playing his iso ball for 23 seconds. Um, well, true. So Nets, I think it's be- on the Nets, he hasn't been doing that. So yeah, I no, think, I, I, I think he, like he hasn't gotten nearly as much hate this year either too. Like, you know what I mean? Just kind of gliding through and stuff. And that's, that's why as well. Um, I, I think once if they like run through everyone and dominate and Harden does some shit on the main stage, the hate will come back too. Um, but just right now, no one cares. But I, I agree with you. That's the point of sports, supposed to hate and dislike. But it's when people go completely unhinged and irrational and that too. Like, you know what I mean? Like when Curry was when Curry was playing bad for like the first three games of the season, there was like people being like, he's not like a top 15, top 10 player. Yeah, yeah. People, people being like, you know, like, nuts off of that shit. Yeah, like Damian Lillard is better and stuff. Like if you replace him, the Golden State would have been the exact same. It's like, okay, man. Um just like completely unhinged stuff. And that's why for me, my issue of like, I can't take you serious. Like Twitter is fucking wild. Like let's do look at the bottom chain and be like, LeBron's not even whatever. Or like Michael Jordan only played against Milkman and shit. Like it's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. But I think, uh, I think for there's, me. Also, there's also a side too now that has, you know, they are rational people, but if you bring any kind of criticism, like I don't like people who can't take criticism that's valid. Like there's people who, who no matter what, even if you bring like, minuscule criticism for why you don't like something or don't like someone they'll still take offense to it and be like super rah-rah in your face about it like whenever i mention the fact that i don't like james for whatever reason it only comes down to these two things i don't like lebron james because one he's 260 or 250 or one point however strong and big he is and he flops in like the most egregious manners that don't need to be that don't need to be done like i think that flopping kind of ruins the integrity of a sport because you're basically lying about what just occurred. And I hate, and I hate that in, in terms of co- competition and being able to compete fairly um, in a sport. So that's why I don't like LeBron James, especially for how big he is. It's just, it's just not a really good look. And then two, I don't like the idea of him making the modern, modern day super team. Like that thing kind of, 
I wouldn't say it ruined. It didn't ruin the NBA because we're in, we're still watching it now, and we're, it's definitely enjoyable. But it definitely soured competition when it comes to the NBA as well, too. And I know a lot of people go back and be like, "Hey, well, look at these teams where you had uh, like Jordan, Pippen, and um, Rodman." I'm like, "Well, Rodman wasn't like that prime third dude. He was a he was a key part. Yeah, he was a good role player, but he wasn't like a superstar on onto a team." Whereas with the LeBron James thing, and even when you look at the Celtics, too, you had uh, Paul Pierce, KG, and Ray Allen. They had to make a trade for that to even occur. And Paul Pierce and KG were both on the decline of their careers at that point. My God, this man's writing a thesis on why he dislikes (laughs) LeBron. Holy fuck, how long have you been thinking about this? Man, I always think about this. No, it's completely logical. If you look back in Western civilization and LeBron's effect on the stock market, I agree with you and the things you're saying. But I don't know. It doesn't. At the end of the day, you don't need a reason. Even like, as long as you're logical, I don't give a fuck. Well, there's my logic. Why you... I'm trying to give the logic on why I don't like them. But yeah, no, I, but I'm popping. Those are the two main things. Which is which is fair. I'm being like, you know what? I don't aesthetically. I don't like his game or like and, some and of he's the fucked over Toronto game. multiple times too. So I <laughs> can't cheer for someone who does that to my team. So yeah, I for me the only thing like it, honestly. The thing that comes closest to ruining sports for me and my fandom, and sometimes I like, have to log off the internet, is just like Twitter. the complete irrational, like not even just even on fit, like anywhere, even people like some of my friends and stuff just become completely fucking unhinged and like just lose all grip of reality. Like, no, like this guy shouldn't even be like an NBA or whatever. Like, you're just taking it way too far. Like, the, logically, um, for me, just even when I know, like, I know when I hate someone or for what reason. And, like, I, I can be like this. I just don't like them. But, like, they're still a good, like, amazing Hall of Fame player and better than my favorite players. I just – and but too many people just, like, carry that out. If you want to know what type of person a person is, too, as well, like, it's just their fandom and if they completely, like, become irrational about it, you're just always like, man, that's not a good take. Like, Dude, or the I'm, I'm wary of them. Yeah, or the people who cheer for all the good teams. I hate those people. Oh like, yeah, you're like the, you're like a Yankee you're a fan. Yeah, Lakers you're telling me you're a fan of all the good teams. There's not one an team Alabama fan. Yeah, like it's a Patriot fan here. Yeah, what no, for sure. Here? Like, I mean, I'll admit, like growing up, especially in Canada, like there'll be like I jump teams just because like a player that I like. But like, even when Curry, like if Curry's, like I've always liked him since Davidson and stuff, and like I think that's normal. But yeah, if you're just like no matter what, who's winning by that time. Um, then it's then it's that's hard. Yeah, like I, I mean, when I was younger, I was a huge Kobe fan, so I was I was definitely watching the Lakers. Like I wanted them to win their three P back in two thousand and one. I was devastated when they lost to the Pistons and stuff like that too. So you know, like I did watch the Lakers, and I was definitely into them. But my number one team was the Raptors. It was just I would tune in to yeah. like, and then even then, like I also switched over to the Spurs for a bit too. From like 2011 to 2015, like I was watching this first because they were changing how basketball was played. They had such good ball movement, and they just looked like a good, well-constructed team. So I was always tuning mm-hmm. into their games as well too. But I'm never one of those people who's like, yo, I'm a Patriots fan, I'm a fucking Yankees fan, I'm a, a Lakers or Boston fan. Like, get the fuck out of here. You're telling me there's not one team that you haven't had to watch and like struggle with? I hate those people. Where it's like, yo, <laughs> all, all my teams are good. Like, get the fuck out of here. You don't know. You don't know true fandom. Like. Yeah, like for sure. I only have those in like some sort. Like Toronto, I'll always watch no matter what. Like they could go zero and eighty-two. Like obviously, I won't watch as intensely, but I'll always check into their games and that. 
And then I usually pick up one or two for the season of other teams that I like like to watch and that as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think is completely normal and healthy. But I like to have my like one team that I always like same with football. Like I'll always watch Seattle no matter how bad they are. But then, you know, there's a nice rookie or like Cam Newton's going off for a year. It's fun to cheer for when your team's not making the playoffs. But I'll never like there's just something in here, like the way when Toronto won versus like I've always been a fan of Golden State since Baron Davis time and stuff but those championships never hit the way a toronto championship did like yeah. i literally was in tears i can golden state i forget a day after when they win yeah that's fair all right so just to close out real quick just real quick give me your predictions for the nba playoffs and we'll close out on that like no like for like for, who for round like one, my round one. round one i still think i think I can name them out for you if that makes it easier. So we got no. I, 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 well, I'm not gonna name. You want me to pick every single one? Yeah. Okay. Well, Utah Grizzlies. I think Utah still wins. L.A. Phoenix. Okay. I think L.A. still pulls it out just because Booker and them need to go through a little bit more. But I really, really would like to see Phoenix do it. Um, so I, but I got L.A. in that as well. I think now I don't. Man, I think I think Clippers are still in it. But I think Dallas, the 2-0, and they're going back to Dallas, too. So I'm taking Dallas on that one now. Um, which one am I – the other one am I missing from that West Coast? Trail, Trailblazers, Nuggets. Oh, Trailblazers, Nuggets. So I think I think Trailblazers win just because Murray's out and stuff. But also Terry Sots makes the fucking worst adjustments <laughs> in coaching, man. Jesus Christ. So uh, that, one's a, well, that one's also a toss-up, which it should be because that's four and five, right? Three, six, um, but I'm going, I'm going with Portland there, but – it shouldn't be as close as it's going to be. And then East Coast, obviously, Brooklyn's going to win. Uh, Milwaukee, Miami. Fuck, finally. takes what's-his-face, Holtz or whatever, the Booty Milwaukee Holtz. coach. <laughs> yeah, like, finally has Giannis on um, on Butler, too. So, yeah, I definitely memeing, Milwaukee. They were memeing, though. They were saying that, um, that you know, the Raptors beat them for 4-0 uh, after going down 0-2, so... People were saying that could yeah, still but, happen, but... But the, the Raptors are also a way better team, though. That's true. Like, I mean, there's still... Yeah, Miami is... Like, the coach is obviously good, but the players, I think... Um, like, they're right, still so you, young. So you got Bucks. Yeah. Bucks, Next. and then... Obviously, you're taking the 76ers. That's not a joke. 76ers. Yeah, but I still think... I think Washington will play closer than it should be. I think they get maybe two wins. What? Um, I think they get yeah. one max. I mean, it was pretty close last time. Ben Simmons is a fucking playoff liability. Um, and then last one was the last one. Hawks next. This is the clo- this is the closest series in the whole. Oh yeah, you know, I really want Atlanta to win because I want. I think Nate McMillan should get way more fucking credit for the coaching job he did, and like because Atlanta was so bad this year before he took over. Like so bad. They're like yeah. They 12. went on a huge run. They, I think they mm. won like what was it, not eight or nine games straight or something like that. Yeah, and that was like they were bad. Bad. They were one of the worst teams in the league before Nate took over. And then as soon as he took over, they won a bunch in a row. Shit like that too. So, and then Tibbs isn't the greatest player. They're both not great playoff coaches, but I mean, I, I don't really care who wins that one. But I'm going with. You know, what? I'm still going with Nick though. Fair enough. Yeah. Did you already do your selection? I did not, but it's pretty much almost the exact same as yours. Um, any any different? 
The only difference is I still think the Clippers come out of the series despite them going whoa, down to two. Whoa! Um, I thought you were on Mavericks, Mavericks for sure. Trailblazers. I think I think the Clippers are a better team. I just think that right now Luca's just on fire, and I don't think that that's enough for them to beat them. But I mean, it's I didn't think that the Clippers were going to beat Denver, or sorry, we're going to lose to Denver last year, and they did. So I could see yeah. them still losing. I just I just personally think that the Clippers will probably turn around and pick it up. Bro, um, as soon as if Luca ever wins a championship, I'm gonna be the biggest Luca hater. That will test my like irrational irrationality. Like if he becomes a, if he's like starts vying for like a top ten all time, I'm gonna become a Luca hater big time. Like he, ah, his fans are the worst. That's why because you know there's tons of fans who just like him because he's white. <laughs> so I have to like meet that force with other force and hate oh, him because he's white. Man. No, that's true. That is <laughs> bring, very true. bring that energy there. Right. You guys have fucking you have your quarterbacks in football. You don't get white players in NBA. And the and the, the media's trying to push that narrative as well, too. So Yeah, um, exactly. You gotta, sometimes you gotta meet racism with racism. Exactly. Trailblazers Nuggets. Uh I think I still think the Nuggets will pull it out um out of that series. But I could see Portland advancing. Like I have more confidence in Portland, but I just think that the Nuggets, the way they've been playing, I just think that they'll end up taking it. So, yeah, going. I mean, if they if Portland loses, they gotta do something to shake things up too. Yeah, for sure. But that'll do it for episode ninety-one of the Pops Culture Podcast. Oh Thank you guys for listening. As always, continue to like, rate, review, subscribe on all major streaming platforms. That's iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. You can find me at Papa Omino on Twitter or on Instagram at Pops.Culture. I don't know if Gabe, you want to throw yours out, or you're still not on. Don't that follow way. me. I'm. I'm. I probably won't be alive, so there's no point in you guys following me. There you guys go. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. All right. I love you guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 